Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the first uh, Renegade Pop Culture Arcade show in a while. Um, this is your host, Kiona. With me, I have Tony. Yo, 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 what's happening? And I have Josh and Crystal. Hey, guys, what's, what's up? up? And if we upload the video with this, I don't know if we're going to do that on YouTube or something, but if we do, it'll be the first time you guys see us. And if you don't, it'll be the 18th time you guys hear us or so, so... Anyway, all right, guys. So this is our video game show, which is pretty much my, my favorite show to do, which is why I'm doing it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we have lots to talk about since the last time we had one of these shows. Um, we did the Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, spoiler chat. That was the previous Renegade Arcade that we did. Yeah, and I still have not beat that either. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. a long game. I was gonna it. There's a lot to to get through with that game, so it's oh, just yeah. uh, I mean, especially with uh, you know their little indie title that just came out. Uh, yes, Last of Us Two. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I, I haven't um, heard of that one. No. Uh, no. Like I said, indie, small indie game. Yeah. <laughs> Tiny. Did they get posted on Steam? I think. <laughs> it may have. It may have. You actually have to I got download it. the APK for your phones only, mm -hmm. like on the dark web. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're living in a post-apocalyptic world already. Um, all right, and so there's been a lot of industry news. There's been a lot of people. Um, there's like the new Speak Out movement. So a lot of people have come forward with, not to get too serious here, but a lot of people have have come forward with uh, with their, you know. Um, I guess you could say horror stories, basically, of just being harassed. And there were a few people at like IGN who apparently were were bad bosses, horrible bosses. Frankly, if you do anything like that, you you deserve what you get. So in the court of public opinion, I feel. So like, you know, IGN is a is a website that is probably the most popular video game website, and they also have a long history. So I'm not surprised that things probably happened that we didn't know about. I would say to the people speaking out, you know, you guys have shown great courage and bravery and, and please continue to speak out and shed light on people being assholes because they shouldn't be rewarded for that kind of behavior. So no matter what field you're in, no matter what you do. So it's just, you know, continues the sad story of people abusing their authority. So. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on that? And uh, have you heard of any other cases lately? Um, so, I mean, I, 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 I can't say any better than you did yourself. I mean, it's terrible. Um, you know, just like the, uh, the Me Too movement started a couple, was a couple years back now. It's, it was always eventually going to reach its way into something as big as the gaming industry. And, I mean, hell, I'm sure, you know, people that work average, everyday jobs deal with this. I mean, it's nothing new. We all know that kind of stuff happens. So, I mean, but it's, it's just it's, – this just came out of nowhere, and it just snowballed and snowballed and snowballed. It's been going on for, like, the past week, and it's just insane. No. It is yeah. insane. And like, but, again, I mean, continue to speak out, you know. It's uh, – it's – and they'll give other people the courage to speak out. Um, as far as what I've heard, I wouldn't really lump it in the same character, uh, or not in the same character, in the same category. Um, 
we talked a little bit about this morning. Ashraf Ismail from Ubisoft, game director mm-hmm. on uh, Assassin's Assassin, Creed Black yeah. Flag, on uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, which is my personal favorite, and um, the upcoming Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is supposed to come out in a couple months. So apparently he stepped down from his position on the game uh, because he was outed for cheating on his wife. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of outcry too in that kind of corner. It's not quite as big. I just, I'm tr- I'm having trouble like putting that in the same kind of category. Like, sure, it's something but terrible. Um, but do I think a guy should be forced to leave his job over a personal thing like that? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Um, Was it him being forced out, or did he step down voluntarily? Could- a- According to Twitter, it was, or his post on Twitter that he made himself, it was just him, you know, stepping down. But who knows if that's really the case or if he was kind of either, you know, pushed out by Ubisoft or, uh, you know, if it was a Ubisoft decision, they just decided they wanted him to say it. Uh, That's not real clear. Um, I look at that as if he did step down voluntarily, then I say that's good on him because... I've watched a lot of stuff like what happened by Matt McMuscles and if there's something like that happening in uh, game directors of personal life that's always going to bleed over into the 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 development of it like a layer back on the PlayStation 3 Jesus Christ that that game director is going through the ringer and is going through a divorce and all this stuff and on top of that being forced to implement flight controls into the prototype PlayStation controller. So it was, it's always going to result in a lot of blowups and especially with something like that, something that he's really got to work on emotionally and personally, then if he was, if he voluntarily stepped down, good on him. That was a mature move. If he was forced out, I begrudgingly understand it. Just because the look of that, that can set a really bad image for a company, but it's still pretty, you know, it's his own it's business. Not, it's, yeah. It has nothing to do with the company. Yeah. I, from what I understand, I think he made the decision to step down because it's going to reflect badly on the game, no matter what the optics of it aren't good. So yeah. yeah. Uh, like Cyclops is optic blast. I know. <laughs> Gotta run on those teraflops, don't you know? I want to talk about the PlayStation 5 reveal, which is something that happened since the last time we all spoke, which was a while ago, actually, Tony. It <laughs> I was. Think. This is only the fourth episode of Renegade Arcade, by the way. Is Interestingly, it? yeah. Feels so, like more. I think it's just because so much time, but so much time has passed, and that we did all the all the other shows and stuff kind of yeah, took over. It feels. <laughs> if, I mean, like, yeah, you guys have been, you know, doing a lot more on the podcast than me so it feels like even way longer for me because <laughs> this is the only podcast i do i don't do any others or anything so it's just like yeah let's get together every year <laughs> it's a monthly show it's a monthly show right which it kind of is because we just did the final fantasy 7 one last month i think i think yeah. it's almost fitting though because there's been a big release almost every month since we started with um pretty much doom and then with final fantasy and then last of us and if next month when does ghost of tsushima come out next, next month, month 17th yep see you guys next month <laughs> right <laughs> exactly. well actually you know <laughs> you know what's interesting uh is that tomorrow they have the are uh, the night city wire for cyberpunk. night city wire yeah yeah night city wire for cyberpunk yeah so i'm interested in that because that's another piece of news 
Yeah. Just got pushed back again. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know what? They got, they want to do it properly. I'm down for it because Last of Us Part Two. Before we get into that, like way later in the show, just that is a benchmark for modern graphics. Like, oh my god, every I I could not tell when it like you can tell slightly, but you can rarely tell when it moves from cutscene oh, to yeah. gameplay. It was yes, so probably the smoothest transition that I've seen. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and we're playing it on a regular PlayStation Four model, so I can only imagine how souped up it must be on a Pro because that on Pro it looks so good. I'm playing it. I'm playing it on the uh, the slim model, so I'm at least getting like the the tiny upscale to uh, UHD, but I'm not getting like the full Pro experience. Yeah, on Pro it's really awesome. Actually, it it I looks can, so good. I can imagine, man. Like all the the water droplets on the leaves in Seattle, and and like the the shimmering like little patches of mud on the ground and little puddles on the ground and stuff. It's like it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Tell them about the detail that you saw, like with oh how the, when you're working on the workbench, uh, mm-hmm. it's raining outside. You come in. You work on the workbench and you wipe some, wipe your like a rifle down. The yeah. water actually wipes away with it. Yeah, really. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like I haven't seen that one yet. That's just that's just Naughty Dog just showing off and just being like, yeah. see, we're just like, <laughs> we crunch like hell, but we're the best, you know. We made we made Crash Bandicoot, but now we're serious. Yeah. I will. I, I do want to ask real quick if you guys had the same issue. Uh, you know how PS4 games have uh, the reversible cover, right? Yeah, some do. I think a lot of them do now. Look at your copy. I, I don't. I don't have the physical copy though. I bought no? the digital. Yeah, I bought digital. We have, the, we have the physical copy, and the reversible cover is so condensed. It is sad. Really? Like the, the resolution is so bad. It is absolutely embarrassing. It's like if you print it up. A piece of concept art from the game, oh. and didn't run it through Photoshop or anything. Just that's it. Huh. Yikes! <laughs> and it was really bad. That doesn't sound good. Two and out of ten, unplayable. It, it sucks because <laughs> <there are> some, <laughs> it, it sucks because there's some really good reversible covers too. Like Death Stranding's reversible cover is my preferred cover. That one hmm. is gorgeous. Spider-Man's is very beautiful, very simple. God of War, bit over the top, I like it. but it's all right. And Dooms is just the best. Mm-hmm. So but you guys still buy the physical games? Because I just buy digital. Really, I buy, I buy digital. I think I maybe had like two PS4 games, like physical titles. I don't think either of them had a reversible cover. It was like No Man's Sky and Mortal Kombat 11. I don't think either of those had reversible cover i can so. see mk11 having a reversible cover though I, it may have i don't remember and i got rid of it so mm-hmm. has a reversible cover but i i stick with physical co- i stick with physical copies just because lately seeing like streaming services and like video on demand services losing titles and yeah. being that, lost that's forever. true i like scott pilgrim versus the world the game I remember playing that on the oh, PlayStation 360, and now that's gone for good. Nobody can play it anymore. Mm-hmm. Nobody can download it, and that 
horror. Yeah, that sucks. Like, what you can't even, you can't even play it. Like if you already have it downloaded. Like if you have it downloaded, you're you're set. But you better oh. not accidentally delete it because if it does, that's like PT. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, sure, pretty sure I got rid of mine. Damn. So it's gone. Mm. Yeah, he, he says that, but the actual reason why he keeps the, these copies is because he's a hoarder. Shut up. <laughs> Your closet. Just... Anyway, guys, <laughs> let's talk about bug snacks. <laughs> the best game. The best game shown off at the PS5. Game of the year. Old. Game of the year right there, bug snacks. Oh my god, I just rewatched that today. And I looked for that trailer <laughs> and I was like, what is happening here? Because I know Oxodad kind of made like a like a, a pardon the pun splash somewhere. Oh. But um, who wants this? What is, who who is this game for? Well, I, I read up some more on Bug Snacks, and apparently the biggest inspiration with that the developer said that it's going to be more akin to Ape Escape. And the one thing that I really took away from the PlayStation Five reveal is how diverse this new generation is going to be because I'm speaking for me personally but I am so sick and tired of almost every single exclusive for each of these game consoles or most of the games being set in these game consoles in these generations being so serious third person or first person shooters. I miss platformers. I miss these kinds of fun adventure games and that's one thing that I can give the PlayStation 5 thing, which is they showed off so much. Mm-hmm. You can't say that it is that that they aren't like, all right, we're throwing everything at you. You want horror? Here's horror. You want bug snacks? Here's bug snacks. You want anime dragons or dinosaurs? <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> I'm still confused Me at too. that one. I, I felt somehow like a little responsible and embarrassed for for it because my dad was there <laughs> like he was watching it with with us and i somehow felt embarrassed i don't know why i had nothing to do with with it but i felt embarrassed <laughs> that, that was the best thing looking on twitter and seeing the reactions to what was it goodbye volcano joe or something like Vol- that volcano high volcano goodbye high. volcano high yeah i looked at twitter and everybody universally hated that even people that you would think would love it were like what the hell is this weed shit doing (laughs) right after miles morales and before village i don't know man i'm looking at it so i can refresh my memory yeah Uh, goodbye volcano high it's that one that's hand drawn with the dinosaur characters that are playing in a band and it, okay, it looks like um, a very cringy anime. It does. There's a market for that. <laughs> yeah, there is. There, there is. Yeah. Um, I, I would probably play it honestly because it's so weird. See, and that's the thing that I think about I would bug get it snacks. On a sale. Like bug snacks is like getting like a, a lot of like shit. Just for just, I think it looks pretty pretty neat. And and you can't. And at this point, you can't say you know. Like like Josh was saying, it's diverse. It's different. It, they're they're trying something different. Like you can't. So like, there's a lot of people out there that'll say, you know, every, that we don't get enough different games. Just like with movies, they say, you know, everything's a sequel, everything's a remake. You can't say that and then sit there and talk bad about something like Bug Snacks, where it's obviously so completely different. I mean, I'm sure I don't know how it's gonna be gameplay wise, but just from like what we saw, 
I don't think I've ever seen an anthropomorphic strawberry get eaten before, so. <laughs> and become the arm of the thing that ate it. Exactly. So I think it'll be, I think, I think it'll be pretty neat. I'm just, I just, it. Vent. <laughs> boggles my mind. I'm, I'm like, why, who is this for? Who's going to play this game and who's going to enjoy this game? I don't know. It's going to end up with being with a mature rating, and it's going to be super fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> they, they end up giving backstories to all the strawberries. You find out that the strawberries... They're all, they're all named, and they had children. <laughs> and then when you eat one, they're like, they're like, Pedro, no! Right, like in The Last of Us 2, when you kill a bad guy and they shout out their names. Yeah. That's yeah. a cool touch, by the way, That we when we talk about that later. Um they're like, Marcus, they got Marcus. Right. I'll say this also. Not a lot of people were talking about it. I am excited, and I've never even played one of their games, but I am beyond it. excited for uh, Ratchet and Clank. Okay. I yeah. thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> I was like, don't say it. What were you thinking? I think you might have said Gran Turismo. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? I'm down for... That was the one thing that your dad was really like, whoa, look at this. And me and Crystal were just sitting there like, oh, wow, that's, that's cool. Wait, what um, was that one? Gran Turismo, it was the racing game. And oh, yeah, yeah. They spent like <laughs> 10 minutes just showing, like, look at how high tech it is. Look how realistic the gloves look. That's great. Yeah, not for me. Like, and I don't... It's a racing just, game. It's just designed to show off the frame rate and whatnot. Exactly. Yeah. But, but Ratchet and Clank looks really good. That, that looks good. A lot of... I played parts of the... I believe it's the first one that they had remade for, or remade or remastered for PS4 or whatever. Oh, played, that's, not the, that's not the best version of the first one. I don't know. I played a little bit. I mean, it, I had fun with it. I didn't beat it or anything, but I had fun with it while I was playing with it. So, I mean... If this turns out being pretty good and I hear it's pretty good, I wouldn't mind giving it a shot. Yeah, who's that who's that character? Because I, I never really played the Ratchet and Clank games, but I know there's that character that's named like Captain Quark or something. Oh yeah, he's basically uh, Captain Hammer from uh, yes. Dr. Horrible. <laughs> for me of that. He's actually much. the bad guy in the first game. Like yeah. the thing about the remake of the of the first game is that it reshapes the story of the first game to match the movie that was released so it oh. takes away a lot of the personality of the actual first game because the first game ratchet and like hated each other yeah. it is narc of the highest degree you just you, it's, it's also held with james arnold taylor i think is his name his voice he kind of sounds like this and he's just kind of just getting on ratchets uh, on clank's nerves and by the end they're like buddy you know what you're a piece of junk, but I'll still keep you. And it, it, it has a, so much humor, and this one just kind of really innocent, like zapped him with an innocence ray, where it's like, oh, God, get this Pixar movie out of here. <laughs> Didn't that actually release, like, kind of alongside the Ration and Click movie? Yeah. So that's probably, yeah, why, was, that's probably why they did that. Then. It was, like, right after the movie came out. Wait, or hey, either that or right before it or something. You like the movie, kids? Here's the game. Exactly. You made it sound like it was a tie-in game, but it's actually the. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it always got it always got me the game. 
Mom, I need the game for the movie, for, for Spider-Man. Can, can the we, game of the movie of the game. Exactly. Can we also talk about Grand Theft Auto Five? Oh, no. You opened the show with that. Like, yeah, okay. why? Like, <sighs> That's beyond me. I, I okay, didn't okay. actually see it, too. So I, I saw it later on. And it's funny because I heard the voice and I was like, all right, maybe they're just going to soup up the graphics. No, it, it looks like it does on the PlayStation 4. And the funny thing is they use audio from the very first trailer for the game. And that first trailer is one of the most liked videos, I think, on YouTube. And you go to the announcement trailer for the PS5 and it has the lowest rating. It has the most dislikes I've ever seen from Rockstar Games' YouTube channel. Mm. It is embarrassing. Yeah. I, it's, I think it's cool that they want to bring the game over to PS5, whatever. I'm kind of over it myself. I was over it on the Xbox One and, you know, and by that note, the PS4, but... It's it's it. I I'm not a big fan of Grand Theft Auto Online, so it wasn't my thing. That doesn't excite me. But apparently, it's going to be free for like everyone. Yeah, from the PS5. So I think that was pretty cool news. I think that's what they're doing is they're trying to get the player base that plays GTA Online. If there is, how, how large a player base is there? For oh, that? that game is still insanely huge. It's still one of really? the most played games, and they continue to break records mm -hmm. with it money wise. That's why they wanted to do that. And like yeah. they, and they just—I mean—they just gave it away for free on Epic Epic Game Store, like what two months ago or something like that. Oh, there so you go. Boosted their P. It's oh, it's, it's nuts, man. Like, <laughs> I wish they would take just a fraction of that money and put it into Red Dead Online, man, because they need to fix that shit. <laughs> I love that game. I have been too scared to dive into Red Dead Online. How bad is it? So it's not. It's uh. It's a lot better now than it was when it launched. The main problem is, is there's so many glitches and bugs. It's it's ridiculous. Like if if the game ran well, like it even gave you a fraction of the bugs and glitches and shit you have happen, it would be an amazing game. It, but it's just so often, and the bugs are so irritating that it's something that you either have to reload into a new instance and sit through a load screen, or re close your app and restart it. It's just all this. It's they're very time-consuming bugs that fuck you up. So it, it, it's, at some points, after like you know, I've had to load into a new instance for the third time in a night. I'm like ready to just be done playing it, and I haven't even really done anything in the game. Uh, yeah, that's, that's messy. Cool. They're gonna try to migrate the GTA Online crowd, basically. For so, sure. Yeah, hey, we'll see. You know what? If I can fly a DeLorean in PS5 graphics, then I'm cool with that because that was probably the only thing that <laughs> online. That yeah. and the Tron bike, those were the only things. After that, once I had enough to buy them, I was like, I'm satisfied because then they started implementing those um, lunar missile strikes, and that is so broken because the second anybody has a base... Everybody can get a base, so you have like multiple things going on at the same time. It reminds me of the Fallout 76 stuff where everybody got all the nuke codes and set them off at the same time. And it was it was just a mess all around and it lagged so many servers. It was it was a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea what you're even talking about on the lunar launch thing. <laughs> How long it's been since I've played Grand Theft Auto Online. Yeah. I just haven't played it ever. 
you're not missing much. I mean, I, I, I'm not a GTA guy. So yeah, I mean, if it's not your cup of tea, then you won't find much to like about it. I liked it for a little while at first, but it I lost its appeal and it's too much loading for me. Too much, way too much loading. Look, I mean, I get it. There's so much going on. And hopefully, you know, the new next next gen of consoles eliminates a lot of that loading problems, but we'll see. Um, but hey, we'll get we'll get a Destiny two upgrade, so we can still play that. Yeah, <laughs> they, uh, so, yeah, that was another uh, another little thing that went on. There was that whole uh, yeah. video about Beyond Light. That was yeah, cool. Beyond Light. It actually brought me back into playing, so I've been playing that lately. As for PS five though, I think. <sighs> I'm on the fence about this one specific game. Miles Morales Spider-Man. You're on the fence about that one. How okay. are you on the Interesting. fence? Interesting. Let me explain. I didn't think you were going to say that one. So, oh, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm excited for the game. I just hate how uh, Sony presented it. Um, mm-hmm. They just showed it, and that was it. Um, they did not... Say and it was, it, was. No, it was the first new game they showed. They they kicked it off after the GTA bullshit. They kicked it off with this game, so this should have. They they needed to clarify that this is not a full standalone title. This is, it's or it's not a full title. It's a standalone like um, Uncharted Lost Legacy size thing. It's basically a glorified expansion pack. If they would have said that and not uh, been vague as vague about it then I think it would have been completely different. I think it looks incredible. I can't wait to play it. I love the first one. I'm just on the fence about the way Sony handled it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree. Yeah, I think they should have said it outright. They should have had the guy come out or one of their, you know, didn't they have somebody from Insomniac already over there? They did. They had <laughs> that's the ratchet. Yeah, yeah, so they should have had somebody else from the team come out and say like, okay, well, this is, you know, this is Miles, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, and, and you know, it's a, it's a, Good, like, six to eight hour expansion, whatever it is. Which they ended up doing separately on their YouTube account, which was so jarring because it's like, why didn't you just include it in the main show? Yeah. It even comes with a beautiful... Didn't make any sense. It comes with beautiful concept art, too. I don't know if you saw it, but... No, I didn't. It was the concept... I think it was a Peter and Miles swinging together. Oh, that's cool. And it was like the next day as well, like yeah. there was like some kind of announcement from like some kind of Sony executive saying that it was going to be one thing. And then later in the day, yeah. Insomniac was like, no, it's this. Yeah. And nobody knew what the fuck was going on even a day later. And like it, it got this, to this point where it's like, I mean, this, did, did Sony even know what it was? <laughs> yeah. I was like, does anybody know what this thing is? Because it's like, is it a full game? Is it not? And then apparently it's... Uh, are you going to get like the, the Spider-Man game sort of right. like a cross-generational thing? Like I, I thought maybe it was going to be like, you know, uh, an upscaled version of the Spider-Man PS4 and this part is included. Yeah. Or something like that. But that's what that's, I thought. That's the way the Sony executive made it sound. Um, yeah. It just, it t- there was too many chiefs and not enough Indians on that one. The one game that I'm actually really excited for aside from Spider-Man is uh, Project Athea. Do you guys remember that one? Mm-hmm. The Squaresoft game that's probably never coming out. Yeah. <laughs> what has Luminous Productions made anything that came out that's come out? Because I think these are the guys who did the other teaser from like the previous generation, right? I have no idea. They did the other Square like E3 oh. thing. Was that the thing with the dragon? Yeah, one of them. 
<laughs> there were multiple dragons, I think. No, that was the one with that was. It had a dragon. I don't think it had a dragon. No, at I, the I end, had, like the, the the luminous thing, like from earlier in in the decade with PS4, like I remember this one preview with a dragon. Yeah, and it was in a dark cave, and they said Square Enix, and then they showed a they showed a guy going through with realistic as hell flame things and they showed a dragon they're like project something coming soon yeah they've made numerous project things from square enix and i don't think any of them really materialized Hmm. i hope this one does i mean apparently they have gary widow who's gonna write the script on it so that's cool yeah so if he's hired for that then i guess it's coming out but it still looks like one of those games where it's just like okay it's a this is like a tech demo almost you know i was just gonna say do you uh, this game project athea really reminded me of that uh that tech demo for um unreal 5 we saw a couple months back at the start of this yeah like the way that she was like kind of gliding and stuff like that it reminded me i thought that's what it was for a second like because they got come out and said no this is just a tech demo it's not a real thing um but this like reminded me of it like to the point where i was like oh shit were they just lying to us (laughs) (laughs) But it looks cool. But, yeah, I mean, it does look cool. I do want to see it come out. In 2037 on the PS6. <laughs> so the other thing that's got me really excited, and the one thing that I would buy a new console for, like Xbox Series X or PS5, let's face it, I'm going to buy the PS5 compared to the Xbox Series X. I'm, I'm buying both <laughs> at some Same. point. You have to. You, have, you to. have fun with that, but I... I know I'm going to play more games on the PS5, but the one game Mm -hmm. that's got me sold on the next generation is Resident Evil 8. That one looks really cool and really spooky. And I've been in the mood for a really spooky game for a while. Yeah, I think the last real horror game I played was Resident Evil 7. I mean, not counting like the two remakes that have come out. Well, a lot yeah. of those do have a lot of really good spooks. Well, yeah, but at that at its core, that's a drama. I mean, yeah. like yeah. full-on horror. Just sit me down and get some new underwear and get me like I don't know, monster <laughs> scared shitless right now. That kind of thing. And I, I, I want to say one more thing. Um, screw you to the people that kept making leaks that oh yeah. There's going to be something about Silent Hill come the Sony PS5 thing. I'm so be, looking forward There's going to be it. something about Castlevania. Uh, Sony bought, like, worked out a deal with Konami. They're doing stuff for Metal Gear Castlevania and also Silent Hill. You guys got my hopes up for nothing. And now they're coming out with this, ru- with this rumor stuff like, oh, well, we would have had something. They would have had something, but... You know, COVID-19 stepped in. No, screw you. I am not trusting leakers ever again until it actually turns out to be true or something that I really care about, like Crash 4. Yeah, I don't think we should trust leakers, frankly. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What it's fun to, to consider. I mean, it's fun to, like, speculate about it, but... I thought Deathloop looked neat. Yeah. Oh, Deathloop looked Deathloop fun. is cool. It's like yeah. a mixture of Dishonored and... Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. It reminded me of Borderlands. 
like spy like, versus spy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was arcane, so I definitely picked up on the uh, dishonored uh, vibes yeah. immediately. I, I look neat, and I'll, uh, I like the idea of the you know the being stuck in a time loop. I'm interested to see how that'll uh, play into the actual gameplay. I wonder if that's going to be like multiplayer, like like one player controls the um, what's her name. The female I character. I don't remember the female. I don't remember either. The female of assassin, and then the other, the other one controls like the male assassin guy. Yeah, that seems be to be the lead. That could be cool. Like, like almost like a one v one sort of game mode. Yeah. Overall, PS Five is very interesting. I guess that's the best way to describe it. Interesting. Yeah. But how about that console design, though? <laughs> Looks like a router. Jokes about it. <laughs> um, I think it's cool. I think it's um, I don't I, I I've been going back and forth on my thoughts about it. I think it's cool one minute, the next I kind of don't like it. But I think just because it's so jarringly different than anything we've ever seen before, it's gonna take some getting used to. I still don't like the controller though. Really? Uh, I'll wait yeah, I don't like the design. On, I'll wait till I get my hands on the controller itself to uh, see how it feels. I just don't like the way it looks. Me too. I, I, I don't like how they're hyping up the haptic trigger things. What does that mean? How can you make a trigger haptic? Like, are you, like, is it meant to, like, simulate the feel of when you pull the trigger in a gun and, like, the controller mimics the steel or something? I don't understand it, but they're like, whoa, look at this. You can, it's haptic. It, it, it goes with everything. Yeah, it's supposed to be, as far as I know, it's supposed to be more, immer- like, help immersion. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know, if you're firing a gun, say, like, you're playing a, gun, a game where the gun can jam, you know, you might have a little bit harder time pulling the trigger. Um, obviously, it's not going to be too crazy, because <laughs> then you, like, controller be broken or something. Uh, right but now, like, Call of Duty is never going to, is going to make that a feature once in a game. Oh, everybody's going to bitch. never going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. During the campaign, too. Yeah. You're going to be like, unjam that gun, soldier. So what is what is something that we didn't see that you were hoping to see? At Sony? Yeah. Um, God of War 5? That, that's my answer. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect that. I was expecting it because Corey Barlog on Twitter was being very coy about people being like, yo, there's a PS5 thing happening this week, and Corey Barlog was like, oh, is there i hadn't noticed and i'm like you son of a bitch you're hiding something from us but no he wasn't he was just i wasn't expecting like a gameplay reveal or anything like that i was expecting basically just uh hey this is officially happening type thing i don't know honestly for me it it just i was just willing to go with it yeah it's it's an e3 press conference basically without e3 yeah pretty much from from what i've heard i don't know how accurate this is but there's I've heard there's going to be some other kind of uh, Sony event in August. Probably. Um, They'll probably announce the price at that point, one would think. They'll probably do it in a big old thing. They'll get another tent, have Gustavo Santoroya come out, do a little (laughs) concert, and the lyrics are set to the price for the PS5. And it's $800. God. It is $800. That is way too much. $599 US dollars. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's bring Kazurai back. Gosh, yeah, I don't I, I don't see it being any more than four ninety nine. You you guys remember what? Just even five hundred dollars. That's a whole damn paycheck. You guys remember yeah. 
when uh, I think it's gonna be five. Do you guys remember when the PlayStation Three was supposed to be six hundred dollars at launch? That was it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The PlayStation Three. That is that that was ridiculous. Yeah. You remember the three DO? Does anybody remember that the Panasonic three DO? I remember that one. That was like seven hundred dollars. And that was in the nineties. Oh that was my in the nineties, yeah. Yeah, it was super expensive. And you had the Atari Jaguar, which I think was about five hundred when it first launched, right? I don't remember how much it was when it launched. I actually am like I got the Jaguar for Christmas one year. Oh man! Oh, you poor soul. Oh, poor <laughs> I mean, like I had I already had a PlayStation and like a sixty-four and stuff. I was just got yeah. just game stuff for Christmas, and I remember thinking that was that sounded cool at first. Like I was like, oh, it's an Atari console. That sounds cool. There was some cool games on it. I'm not gonna lie. I had yeah. my, I had fun with it. Um, obviously, couldn't stand against you know the sixty-four no. and the PS One. Nope. Um, but, but while was, we're nostalgia tripping, do you guys remember uh, the Philips CDI? Oh, oh no. That's, that's awful nice for the princess to have us over for dinner, Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I've seen all the memes and stuff like from that, but I don't, I don't, I don't think I ever got my hands on that one as a kid. No. How about a kiss for good luck? <laughs> <laughs> I want. <Okay>. I. <laughs> I remember when the Saturn launched, and that was like a stealth launch that Sega did for four hundred dollars, and I was one of the one of the people who actually jumped on that and got I had a Saturn. A, I had a Saturn, but the Saturn was actually a really good two D machine. So like two D action stuff. Machine. Yeah, Saturn was awesome actually. Do you it's the, just that it was it was done by the time PlayStation came out. Do you remember the uh, the the Batman Forever game on Saturn? Yes, the, the side scroller like yeah. Game? That game was awesome. Remember Guardian Heroes? I don't think I played that one. Yeah, I remember Knights. Knights into Dreams. Knights into Dreams. Yeah. yeah. I'm showing my I'm showing my millennial side because now you guys are reaching a point on the level. We're like, remember ColecoVision? <laughs> <laughs> remember the Amiga? <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so back to reality here. Back to the present. Yeah. No, I think it'll back be back to the future. I think it'll be four ninety nine for the full version with a disk drive, and three ninety nine mm-hmm. for the one without for the all digital version. I'm hoping it's that. I'm hoping it's that. But which one would you go for if it was that price? Would you go for the digital, or would you spring for the disk drive as well? That's a tough question because, like we were talking about yeah, earlier, know. you know, I've been buying a bunch of digital stuff, but like at that point, I can never borrow Friends Game or nothing. Yeah. So. I don't. I might have to get the one with the disc drive, even if it doesn't go used very much. If I get a Series X, that will be my disc drive console, and then I'll just get like the all digital PS5. Maybe I don't know. I'm not. I'm not completely decided yet. But I mean, that would be a direction that I could go in because it's like I don't use the disc drive that much on my PlayStation 4 mm-hmm. on the PS4 Pro because it's not even a 4K drive. Right. You know, if I'm gonna play discs, I might as well just play them on the Xbox One X. Like, what about you, Josh? What do you guys think? What do you what do you think? Like I said, physical media guy for life here. I gotta go with the disc drive just because mm-hmm. I like to I want to be able to actually own the game. Just be like, alright, this is it. I'm not gonna deal with anything else. They're not gonna take it away. But I yeah. think that's just the paranoia side of me, you know? Order. <laughs> 
Hey, I still remember your Nutcracker collection. Okay, don't get into that. <laughs> Please tell us all about it. Tell us all about the crackers of nuts. Nutcracker collection. Because you could say I'm cracking your nuts. <laughs> Meanwhile, can I gush about something before we get into depression? Go yeah. Because um, we're going to talk about EA next. Oh, that's depression. That's <laughs> depression for you. On the subject no, of nostalgia and on the subject of Naughty Dog, in a sense, um, I am really, really, really excited for Crash Bandicoot 4. Oh, my God. It's about Oh, time. there you go. That is, like, I, I think that's actually the title of it. That's the title. Crash 4, it's about time, yeah. Yep. I adore Crash Bandicoot. Crystal doesn't get it. No, I don't. But, but I love it. It's so simple, so fun and so hard, and I have played a lot of Crash games, but the Insane Trilogy is one of my favorite games of that year. Just three good games in one. You can't go wrong with that. You can't fix, we can't uh, break what's already perfect, you know? And I was really curious to see what Vicarious Visions was going to do with a new game, because the Insane uh, Trilogy and the Kart game were already already had really good foundations because those were remasters or remakes. So I was wondering, all right, the levels that they did, the one level they did on their own for the Insane Trilogy for Crash 3 was amazing and also the most difficult part of the whole game. So what are they going to do? And that trailer just gave me so much happy emotions. It even took me back to the early 2000s with that stupid song that they played in the trailer and hearing Billy West again, which I haven't heard him since, okay, well, I know I've seen Futurama, but even still, child-wise, I haven't heard his voice since Billy and Mandy, which was on Cartoon Network in the early 2000s. So that was just a whole rush of nostalgia for me. And the game looks absolutely stunning. All the different things that they're doing with it, I, I'm, I'm excited as hell. And one more thing before we get to EA, that Tony Hawk remaster. Oh man, I can't wait for that. that. Tony Hawk remaster. <laughs> I've I, I only played Underground, but I've always wanted to <gasps> play older Tony Hawk games. <laughs> oh, clarifying, I've played Underground, Underground Two, and American Wasteland. And from <gasps> what I understand, that was the best place to stop because yeah. everything after that looked terrible. Uh, but, I, think, I think Project Eight was the last good one. Yeah, uh, but getting to relive, getting to finally experience these older ones, and from how it looked proper and not with that weird, janky, realistic kind of physics they tried to do, because I did play the demo back when it was a remaster on the Xbox 360. Mm -hmm. I did not like that, but it looks like it's classic Tony Hawk physics, moving like butter, doing kickflips and everything. I'm looking forward to that. What are they doing with the soundtrack for those? Um, so most of it is coming back. Cool. Um, there's just a few ones that they, just because of licensing issues and stuff like that, they were yeah, back. Yeah, I figured. Like, the most iconic stuff is coming back, like uh, Superman and That's cool. Radio and stuff like that. Um, yes. Rage Against the Machine. Oh, I cannot wait for that remaster. And like, I remember, you know, when the very first one came out, I remember I got like a demo disc from like Pizza Hut or some shit that had it on. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I used to play I that, that demo so much until I got the game, and oh, I loved that game, and I got every single one of them up until I believe Project Date. That's and oh man, I I loved that series. It's definitely one of my defining series as a gamer like from the time i was a kid man i'm I'm really 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 looking forward to that one yeah that's exciting what did you guys think of one last game from the ps5 thing um well we didn't talk about horizon so maybe two oh yeah games but um what what did you think of this game called returnal which i know is a weird name but it's housemark and housemark is really good looking game wasn't it yeah the space one. It's another time loop thing where she keeps going through a time loop, but then every time she goes through it, like she changes or like the, the environment sort of reshapes her or she reshapes the environment, something like that. I thought it looked cool as hell. Um, yeah. It looked definitely caught my interest. That's one of the, that's one of the games that caught my interest that I'm going to be definitely keeping an eye on. That's done by the team that did uh, Resogun, Resogun and um, Next Machina. So like old school kind of arcadey games, like shooters and twin stick shooters and that sort of thing. Oh, if it's something like that, then I won't be interested. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's it's oh. actually a full like AAA experience because they're trying to change because apparently those the old school kind of games aren't making money for them anymore. But what I'm saying is that they're a good team. Like they have gotcha. a good track record. So okay. Yeah. Right on. Ambitious. I freaking love Next Machina and Resogun. I love it. Yeah, Resogun is fun. Never played it. I, I remember when we were watching the PS5 reveal and that trailer came on, you, you straight up said, was this Death Stranding? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was too, like, briefly. Oh, the actress looked, like, looked and sounded like Sigourney Weaver, too, which made it even more confusing. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be something related to Alien or Prom- yeah. Prometheus yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, it looked... Very which, is, which is funny because there was that game during the uh, Xbox um, third-party show that looked like I thought was going to be some Prometheus shit. I can't mm-hmm. remember what that one was called. Oh, okay, okay. I got three more from the PS5 conference. Sorry, guys. Before we get to it's EA, okay. Ghostwire yeah, Tokyo. That, that looks, looks cool. pretty neat. Yeah, that looks cool. That was a spooky one, right? Yeah. That yeah, one looked- but you do like all the Doctor Strange-esque like hand symbol movements. I thought it looked interesting when we got our first like look at it. Back at them. In, what was it like last year at E3? I think was that, that's when we got our first look at it. Yeah. I thought it looked interesting then, and that, it's good to see that it's uh, still in development because it look, definitely looks interesting. Yeah. Um, and there was the Capcom game. I'm forgetting the name of it. Hold on. Let me look that up real quick. The new Capcom thing. Um, uh, Pragmata. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah that looked pretty cool. That looks weird, so I'm like, I'm into it because it just looks so off the wall weird. It looked like, um, it looked kind of like something from Crisis too, like yeah. in the beginning of the trailer and stuff. Yeah, it reminded me of Dead Space, actually. At first, like the the main character design sort of looks Dead Space. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is Horizon, so a Horizon sequel. Uh, so what do you think of that? I mean, I think it looks cool. It looks neat. Um, uh, I have not finished the first one. Me neither. Um, I, I actually started playing it um, a little bit before, right before Last of Us came out, and like right before I started getting back into Destiny, I was playing for a little while. Um, so, I mean, I plan on trying to beat it. I just, 
there's something about it that just hasn't grabbed me, my attention, been able to keep my attention on just that game. Um, yeah. But I think for fans of the game, it, look, it looks, looks, looks like it'll be pretty cool. Uh, people seem to be happy with what they saw, even though if it's just a res- reveal. Uh, it does look cool that it seemed, the game seems like it's going to be a lot uh, brighter. Yeah. Because, you know, you, uh, as far as I know, you know, from what I've played, you know, it's all, you know, like snowy area and kind of tundra-ish stuff. So it's cool that it's going to like this more tropical looking vibe-ish thing. <laughs> yep. She's coming to America. That's right. <laughs> Josh, any thoughts on that one? Because I, from what I've seen of Horizon, it doesn't look like it's for me. Mm-hmm. I I've tried to look at gameplay of the orig- of the first one, and I think it looks nice, but I don't know it. Do you like the newer Tomb Raider games? Ooh, I don't. That's a hot topic. I I, I personally don't, but it's more story wise. Okay. Yeah, all right. Well, g- gameplay wise, it reminds me. Horizon reminds me a little bit of uh, the newer Tomb Raider games. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Not completely, but just certain things about it. Like, I, I think Horizon is more fitting for that kind of crafting and third-person shooting kind of stuff, but when it comes to the base story, I feel like that kind of gameplay needs to complement the story, and I, I don't know. I, I think it also just had to do with me, with my father-in-law insisting that I play Rise of the Tomb Raider. Wh- which one was the one where they're in the frozen tundra or something like that where that was rise was rise that was the best one he insisted i played that right after finishing uncharted, uncharted 4 with crystal so mm-hmm. going from the dizzying high to jumping straight into another archaeology action adventure indiana jonesy kind of thing it felt like i saw like the differences even more starkly because i was still really attuned to uncharted 4 and going straight from that simple run gun bam shoot kind of thing to all right be methodical my dad dude <laughs> like I, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> i need to honor my father or some bs like that I'll, I'll be honest right now the acting was terrible in that game okay you're going off more than i am you, well, you in which game in which game in, in rise yeah get out of here really the acting was just so cheesy, and I didn't like it. At least coming uh, from Uncharted 4, where it's very human. Hmm. Uh, again, that's where I think we, we differ, because for me, it's more story-wise, because I like the acting. I don't know. It's the delivery of the lines. It just it just felt cheesy. Man. Like, insincere. You're I breaking think, everybody's hearts. I think <laughs> it's a tough room. It's a tough room. <laughs> Rise is my favorite out of the three. I'll say this also. We haven't played any of the classic Tomb Raider games, though. No, that's not necessary for that. For t- yeah. we, don't, we don't know any framework of how Laura Croft in general. This is all... It's, it's, this, it's this, a reboot. It's a reboot, so you don't have to know anything. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the dinosaurs. I much prefer the reboot. The, reboot, the rebooted Lara is a much more interesting character to me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm waiting for the dinosaurs. Playing Rise... I felt like Millhouse. Just when are they gonna get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should get into EA. Let's get into EA now. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, where do you where do you start? Um, <laughs> so so basically, what they had on the show for us was a bunch of re-releases 
and a bunch of crossplay and a bunch of like expansions to like Apex Legends. Let's let's start with something positive. Um, okay. <laughs> probably okay. the the one positive thing from the show, at least for me, uh, was Star Wars Squadron. Mm. Um, I think it looks neat. Um, I've been saying neat a lot tonight. I don't know why, but um, <laughs> I mean I'm a big diehard. That's all good. And so uh, you know anything Star Wars, I'm gonna at least it's gonna at least pique my interest. Um, and I, I mean I really liked Battlefront Two. I really liked uh, Jedi Fallen Order. So yeah, EA sucks, but they've out of the game. I, I hate that they haven't released more under the license of Star Wars, but they've they've done two pretty damn good games all you know although you know with battlefront 2 they pretty much had to rework it from the ground up but if you play that game now it's a much different game than it was when it launched so it's it's fun um it's it had it's not without its issues but i think that you know after that and showing how much dedication the team put to put into making that game better is commendable and then Fall in Order was I thought was a great game, so I'm I'm I think Squadrons might be pretty dope. Um, yeah, mo- Motive's doing it. Um, it is going to be you know just a kind of space dogfight type thing. Um, mm-hmm. I mean there'll be objectives. The only thing that really were oh and it's going to be all, it can be completely playable in VR, uh, cross play for every platform. Ooh. Everyone can play together. Um, only thing that really kind of makes me sad is that it does not seem like it's going to have a third person view to the ships. I cannot. That's weird. I can't do. I cannot do first person flying like I'm, a game like that. I'm excited for that just because, in my opinion, in Battlefront 2, I was most looking forward to playing the flying parts because I remember those feeling pretty good in the first Battlefront. Mm. And Battlefront 2, I just, I cannot play it. Like, the aerial combat, I don't know, just... Oh, see, I love it in Battlefront 2. I thought it was better than the first one. Really? Yeah. I don't know, but Squadron looks like they're really focusing on Bad Titer, and I'm looking forward to that, because I love, I, I love being able to do aerial dogfights like that, and... <sighs> I'm also just, coming off of only playing Star Fox 64, so. <laughs> it's just, for, if doing that in first person, like even in Battlefront 2, like I can't do it. It's, it makes me feel queasy. Like the, mm. just the f- whole first, I can play third person, no problem. No problem. Like even on like something like No Man's Sky, I have to switch the third person view in my cockpit. Um, I just, I, I hope there's that option. If, if not, if there's not, I'll probably still pl- try to play it, but it'll take some trying from me. I love yeah. how you said you were starting out positive. <laughs> <laughs> so it all goes down here from hill, here, all downhill from here, folks. Well, it's $40 too. That's a good price. 40, 40 so there bucks. you go. Right. Um, yeah. And you know, they wanted to make it full price too. Of course they did. Yeah. <laughs> but they They're did, like, uh, you're chopping 20 bucks off and no microtransactions. There and there was a cool. There was a couple cool moments uh, for for Star Wars fans in that trailer. Um, you know, from like some returning characters like uh, Hera Syndulla from Star Wars Rebels popped up in there for a moment. We've never seen her in yeah. anything but yeah. Rebels, um, which is a cartoon for those that don't know. And on the on the Imperial side, there was uh, 
I don't know if she was Admiral at this point when this game takes place, but Admiral Ray Sloan showed up on the Imperials. That's an even bigger deal because she's never been in anything but in the novels. So we've never seen her in any kind of action at all. So I'm excited to see that's where cool. that goes. Um, that, but that's, that's just the Star Wars nerd in me. Well, it's good that they're, they're kind of getting into the lore like that, the characters. So I think that's a positive. For sure. There was one game that looked interesting to me at the EA thing, which was um, Lost in Random, which mm-hmm. is like an indie game. But that looks kind of cool. So it's like this world called random where where like a, a anthropomorphic dice, like a die runs the world. And there's another yeah, one out there that's yeah. called Dicey. And uh, and he's like almost like a pet that the main character has. Mm-hmm. That looks kind of neat. That one did look pretty cool. I think that says a lot. Like, because I mean, even from, you know, the PS5 show, going back to that, a lot of these games that are looking so cool and different are mostly indie games and i mean so i think it's not indie games are only going to get more prominent with this generation i think i yeah. mean have you seen goodbye volcano high that's the future <laughs> <laughs> we want more of that oh boy goodbye volcano high 5000 so they talked yeah they talked about uh star wars they did that there's a uh, Let's see. It wasn't there. Oh, the doing Apex Legends stuff that's coming to Switch, um, and that's also that's getting crossplay. I think that's good news just for the industry as a whole. The more games that get crossplay, is is be- the better. Yeah, that seems to be a thing now. I'm glad because it's that's going to be awesome. Um, that's first cool. one that really did crossplay on that level was like Fortnite, right? Uh, Fortnite and Rocket League. Mm. Huh? Because Rocket League, like. Psionics, like I believe that's the developer, right? I could be wrong. Psionics. Yeah, Psionics. Um, they like accidentally turned it on one day, <laughs> and people were playing like with Xbox players were playing with like PS4 players, like for just like a minute. It like it accidentally happened. Like this legit happened. You can look it up. <laughs> and so it, from that point on, I think everybody knew it was like there's no fucking reason now why. Yeah. Um, and they're like it's available. Do it. Right. So the fact that that's happening, uh, I'm I'm excited that you know I can I can choose to buy something on my Xbox and be able to play with my friends on PS4 or PC. I'm surprised no other like EA and and, and Activision beforehand never thought of doing that with Call of Duty or Battlefront because that would that would have been they, a game changer. Then they can't cha- then they can't charge you a copy for each system. They, yeah. they can charge yeah. twice as much. Hit everybody. I'm thinking more evil than these guys are. <laughs> I mean, you can you can play it now with uh, um, Call of Duty. You can uh, the new Modern Warfare. You can play crossplay, um, which is cool because you can even do that with uh, Warzone, and Warzone's free. So, Destiny Two has a thing where you can take your characters to mm-hmm. like various systems, but I don't think you can do PvP or anything. So you can do uh, you can play you can transfer your characters between uh, consoles. And then they're working for us, hoping for next year to do full crossplay. That's what they said at the uh, Beyond cool. Light announcement. They really wanted, they're working on crossplay for 2021, which I'll be happy with that because I've got, like, my, my mains and stuff have always been on Xbox and I've got friends yeah. that play on the PS4. I would love to be, I, I could do, probably do a lot more raids if I played with people on PS4 and stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't want to go over there and start all over. Because that my that character, my main character, my warlock, I've had since D one on the Xbox three hundred and sixty. I think I started on PS four and then did some Xbox. But anyway, before we get into all that stuff, um, 
So what else? What else came up? Command and Conquer. Command and Conquer. Yeah. 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 Um, That's cool. They remastered that. Hey, you know, I'm all for it. Command and Conquer is cool. Yeah, and uh, let's see, Sims 4 expansion. Um, Yay. And then they're releasing that bunch of EA games and Origin games are coming to Steam. Um, That that was pretty much their conference was, hey, all of these games, if you're already playing, uh, we're just moving them to different platforms mm -hmm. and cross-play, cross-play, cross-play. Then there was Hazelight's uh, new game. It takes two co-op uh, action adventure platformer. Um, he's like, those are the same guys that did, uh, what was that? <sighs> a Way Out, right? Yeah, A Way Out. Oh. Yeah, I, I didn't finish it. I got to start to play with my buddy, and we just never got to finish it. But it was pretty neat. So if it's something akin to that in some way, because it is co-op. Uh, and I think that's great. Um, I, there's, there's not enough true co-op games anymore especially yeah. if you're talking couch co-op yeah so i'm all for that and um what else did they have on there they had hmm. you guys look so like on the edge of your seat recounting the amazing <laughs> a conference oh yeah it was great and oh, rocket arena i'll tell you what they did not show <laughs> a lot i really and i bought into the hype i really thought we were getting that mass effect remaster news me too um and there there was a lot of weight behind it there was there was there was good reason to think it could be a thing they Um, might be saving it for n7 day to be fair eh, i might grow an antlers i'm just i don't i'm not holding that hope anymore if it happens i'll be happy but i'm not holding that hope anymore um yeah yeah we did not see. Uh, we we saw what looked like it was some kind of assets and stuff of uh, Dragon Age Four. They just didn't. They didn't show us anything that Bioware is doing except for a couple of screens of what we're assuming is Dragon Age Four. Um, yeah. Where is in timeout after Anthem? <sighs> Man. Mm. And they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be working on rebuilding Anthem. So you think they would have shown something to hype that up? Um, that they didn't. A little tiny bit of Dragon Age, nothing from Mass Effect, um, n- no kind of anything. Bioware, Bioware has probably one more fuck up in them after Anthem and Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, they do. That's They're, it. That's yeah. Three big AAA flops in a row will not be okay. Oh, and then you know the uh, the big announcement: Skate was coming back. Uh, we were talking about Tony Hawk earlier. Skates. I never. I I've played it. I just preferred the more arcadey style of Tony Hawk as over the. Uh, yeah, same. I can see the appeal of skate. Um, this is not for me. Yeah. And but I, I get why a lot of people are really excited about it though. So hey, good for them. Yeah. It just it just pissed me off because I was expecting that Mass Effect, and they're like, oh, we've got one more thing to show you, and I'm like, oh, here <laughs> we go. It's the fourth installment and- in a long running franchise. You guys know and love it. It's about moonwalking, skate forward. <laughs> Great. Man. And, um, and then it wasn't even like anything other than what we're doing right here. People on the yeah, Zoom exactly. Saying, exactly. saying, hey, skate is a thing. It's going to happen at some point. Okay, bye. <laughs> like, you was, commented it into existence. Like, it's. There was. Did there they was. Nothing, nothing. It was nothing. literally two guys just sitting two there. Two guys 
Yeah. On Zoom. And that's it. That's it. Um, it's, it, was, it's, it was an embarrassment of a show, honestly, if you ask me. It really was. <laughs> The, they they shouldn't even have, they shouldn't have done one if you uh, like honestly the Star Wars Squadrons thing Star Wars is big enough of a property on its own that they could have just made that their own thing they could have just you know, threw out the new trailer the gameplay trailer where they were like narrating like some of the new features and stuff like that that could have been its own thing and it could have been it would have been fine all this other stuff they could have maybe done like a little video package for like you know uh, the remasters coming out or whatever or you know the games coming to Steam. They just did not have to do this whole 45 minute long thing to show essentially nothing. Yeah, it was long. It felt longer than that too. I see it to me. It felt really short because I was like at the same time I was working. So I was like, Mm, yeah, talking to people on the phone while I'm like looking over at my phone, (laughs) like trying to watch it. And it's like, I kept thinking I was missing things, but if you, if you actually watch it, just sit down and watch it. It feels like a very long hour. Oh gosh. But that's about it. That's 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 EA. Again, they didn't show anything from Bioware. They didn't even show anything to do with uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic, and they usually do every year. And I mean, I know yeah. they're making content for that. It's not a dead game. They're coming up they on their 10th anniversary. For, they didn't have anything for a new Battlefront or anything. They showed like part of that um, when they got into the point of talking about what's coming in the future, where they showed the uh, Dragon Age concept art, there was that shot of some of some dude's eyes and eyebrows. A lot of people are thinking that's going to end up being from the new a new Battlefront or Battlefield or Battlefield. I mean, I'm sorry. Oh, what the hell? But now they're they they're really holding their cards close to the chest. Um, either either that or they don't have anything to show, which I find. I don't. I don't know if I believe that with something like EA. They may be saving some stuff to show a little bit closer to the launch of the new consoles. Who knows? Yeah, there's probably a new Burnout coming or something like that, or maybe like a Need for Speed if Criterion's still working on Need for Speed. Yeah. So hyped. <laughs> I told you, man. This, yeah, this is... EA. Man, this is so depressing. Want to get even more depressed? Yeah talk about some last of us the depressed of us okay so tony how far are you into the game um all right so we'll say this if you have not played the last of us to you should probably quit listening at this point we're not going to give a bunch of spoilers but just you don't want if you don't want anything spoiled at all you probably shouldn't listen at this point i agree yeah um so i'm at the point where the big ugly like explodable things uh, um mm-hmm. when you're and down on and, and like the sewers or whatever and everything's like uh with the red lights on you and stuff that's oh, where, oh that's, okay that's where i'm at oh yep. you're that far back wow i had not i didn't i did not get like any time to play over the weekend yeah no, it's cool it's cool just oof. I'm probably going to try to jump on there for a little bit after we're done tonight. Okay, because Josh and I have, I think, worked our way through it. Yeah, we've, we've finished it. Yeah. Tears were shed. Oh, yeah. I... Uh, okay, okay, let's let's get everybody's thoughts here on... Um, okay, guys, so once again, if, if you don't want anything spoiled, just stop listening now at this point, because it's just like, we're going to talk about this game because this game is worth talking about. Uh, I, I think what I want to get everybody's feelings on right now and thoughts on is, is first of all, the big shocker, the big event, was that really a surprise for you? 
Uh, so I got it spoiled for me, but when it still happened, it still got me. Oh yeah, definitely. I think it was, for me, it was evident from the first trailer. Like I had that feeling. I kind of did too. It did kind of give off uh, a, a vibe and I, yeah. I, I had a hunch. They didn't but... definitively say it, but they, they no, definitely no. like, they alluded to the fact that, that something big was going to happen and it was going to cause Ellie to just go off the rails. Yeah, it's, I got those same vibes, but I ended up getting it spoiled for me and it pissed me off, but it's still, when it happened, it still got me. And it's, it's like, what, like an hour and a half into the damn game? Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Like, I can't imagine what else is around the corner for me. I think I was the only one who went into this game completely blind. Oh, man, look at you. Yeah, I, I, I made... I made sure. Josh like let a couple things slip, and I chewed him out for it. But <laughs> I adamantly stayed away from Twitter and all that stuff. And boy, did that scene mess me up. Mm-hmm. And the fact, I, oh, man, I don't, uh, man, this is. I don't want to say. I don't want to say too much, but just. I feel like we could label it spoilers if you want to. Like we could, we could say that that the fact that you had to, um, you had to play as the person who made who led to the events happening right yeah. before the events happened was fucked up too yeah i loved that though that oh was... it was an awesome scene when you, when you played yeah. when you played as that person um because you had that big horde coming after you and stuff mm-hmm. um that was neat that was dope um i'm i'm, I'm just anxiously awaiting to see like what else because i heard it like it, it only gets worse like that's all i've heard <laughs> And like I'm like, how? How can it possibly get worse? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, um, as a game, I think that the combat is a little bit smoother. A little bit. I'd say a lot more. It's a lot. For smoother. me, it's about the same. It's about the same. It's it's better, but the same. I think it's a little more in depth. Um, but it mm. does still have a little bit of the clunkiness to it. It does, yeah. Like, we did have a lot of issues of jumping in combat yeah. areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, vaulting over stuff. It just wouldn't happen if you were, like, cornered. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But I got that. For the most part, we right before we played The Last of Us 2, uh, a few weeks ago, we tried to replay Last of Us Part 1, and we mm-hmm. didn't end up getting far. We stopped because I don't remember why we stopped. I think we just kind of stopped. Yeah, but we, we got all the way up to uh, after the hotel, and Joel was gave the rifle to Ellie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the combat in the first game, or at least the stealth in the first game, did not age well at all. Yeah, it hasn't really. Like, everything I else know what you mean. Great. But yeah, I tried to go through stealth sections and it just was a huge chore. But with this one, when those stealth sections happened, I knew it was my fault. I knew, all right, Mm -hmm. I slipped up here. Yeah. Rather than the first one where I got really frustrated, this one it was more, oh shit, okay, okay, let's rework this. Okay, how can I get the upper hand? I was like, okay, I got I got cornered here, so now I know just to you know just to basically run away and, and reset it and let them reset their patterns and then just kind of sneak up on everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like the uh, 
It's and it seems to at least from what I've played so far, it seems to have a little bit more focus on stealth than the first one did. Like there definitely. was there was definitely the stealth in the first one. So, but I mean, just like this one seems to have more focus on that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more rewarding if you just stealth it. And I like that. I I, I'm, I love stealth games. Like again, like like Tomb Raider and stuff. Yeah, you had like your action pack sequences and stuff like that. But most of the time, I was going around just quietly capping people with the bow and arrow you know yeah um and i'm, I'm i haven't got the bow and arrow yet in last of us too but i'm imagining <laughs> it's pretty pretty dope yeah and this certainly makes it a lot more interesting with the dogs and your scent trail yeah see i haven't even seen the dog yet yeah oh, that no. doesn't happen for a while yeah it doesn't I mean, it sneaks up on you yeah but you you've seen it in the in the trailers yeah no i mean it's not like a spoiler or anything like that so um yeah the trip mines fucked me up. I was, I was, yeah. The I, was trip mess- mines. I was, me- I was messaging with you guys about that last night when I discovered it. I'm like, uh, I've got like all these questions. <laughs> a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people were getting stuck on that. Even like the the people that were reviewing it, like reviewers, got stuck on it. I, I don't see why, because it was really. Josh kept on uh, like almost running into them, but I'd yell mm-hmm. at him. I, I I don't see why you couldn't see them. No, I could see them. I just almost ran into them to mess with you. Whatever. Shut up. <laughs> I remember you asked in the group chat, um, uh, is there any way to disable the, yeah. the, the trip lines? I said, oh, you can disable it with bricks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's what, see, and then I started, that's, I started doing that because I, I, I was thinking, you know, there was a way that you could, you know, like in other games kind of like crouch down, sneak yeah, up on it. Diffuse it or something. Diffuse it, yeah. That's what I was but, thinking too. Nope. Throw a fucking brick or a bottle and don't stand too close which and, yeah which the uh the 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 amount that you had to be far away from it seemed to really vary on different trip mines because you could be like pretty close to one and throw the thing through and you'd be fine then there's another one you could be like five feet away and still get killed mm-hmm. it's very inconsistent on that yeah that was a little weird though but. i did enjoy uh using that against infected yeah yeah yeah, that first time you get to those trip wires, it's like the first thing I was wanting to do was see, okay, well, can I defuse them? No, okay, then there's an infected right there. Let me throw this glass bottle to lure him over here. Then boom, <laughs> takes him out both out, and it was very rewarding. Well, that's was effective. Against, uh, was using inf- infected against um, non-infected enemies. I was doing that last night in the uh, that first red room with the subways and stuff. Where yeah, got- yeah. You've got oh, all those. Well, you got the human enemies down there. And then you got like four or five clickers down there too. So like, <laughs> setting the clickers on them was cool. I was so excited that that mechanic carried over from Left Behind. That was all. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. I don't remember that in Left Behind. It was like a big thing because it was supposed to be part of the base game, but they didn't have enough time to tweak it in. But then they did Left Behind. They're like, well, might as well throw it in, and it's right by the end of left behind you're making your way back to joel and there's a whole bunch of uh, hunters or whatever that made their way into the mall oh, and yeah, then the, the game suddenly says like hey you see that brick throw it by those clickers see what happens dude <laughs> <laughs> this is a big thing i want to ask both of you um okay we're not gonna get too far into it because Tony, you haven't played that far and once you get that far, I really do want to talk spoilers with all three of you, like with all like with all of us in depth. But what do you guys yeah, think of the new characters? Um, 
Hmm. I already told you how I feel about Dina. Dina's annoying. You still feel like she's annoying. She, I, she, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm lightening up on her as we go, but I, I just at first impressions, I, I didn't like her. I don't think they're at all as well developed as the uh, the first game, as the the even the minor characters in the first game. I feel like they got more development. Yeah, I will agree with that. Things like um. Oh shoot! I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. The guy in the in the town. In the town. Bill. 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 Yeah. yeah. Even Bill had more character development than some of these characters. Bill could square off against. I don't want to say because I don't remember if he was man- if he was in the beginning of the game with uh what's her nuts Abby. Abby. Uh, Owen. Well, the dude that she was. Owen's the dude that Owen was who it was in the beginning with with her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Owen can suck my nuts. I hate him. I hate him. Absolutely hate him. I haven't seen him um, since the event happened. Yeah. Yeah. He still he he sucks in the event. Just screw him. Yeah. Yeah. But Mel gets a slight pass because she's voiced by Ashley Birch. Oh really. Yeah, that, that I was I didn't shocking. realize that. I didn't realize that. Wow. Huh. I, I like Dina and I like Jesse. Well, see, now that I'm that I'm looking back on it and looking back at The Last of Us Part One, yeah, the, those those characters really didn't get the, the enough character development. Like Jesse, I, I didn't really care for him very much. I felt like they were pretty one note this time yeah. around. It was like they were more for plot. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm characters which yeah. is kind of sad for the last of us because you know the part one is is a pretty basic story the first game it just felt like everybody really got a lot of attention to detail and a lot of like character development and a lot of personality like even david even david the cannibal guy yeah well so you also had i mean from what i can imagine you also had a lot less characters in the first one because you're not that's true you hadn't got to this community yet yeah yeah so you're just dealing with like you know the few random people that you meet on your journey. Yeah. So I think so the with the bigger cast, it's it's I I, th- I mean you're obviously not going to get that same attention to detail with each character, but that is a bummer though. You, you I think, think the performances also, were all good. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you think it also has to do with the age of the characters? Because it, it is very much like a I wouldn't call it a coming of age story, but you know, it's very, it's kind of like well, most of the characters are teenagers, like Dina and and Jesse and all of them were about the same age as Ellie, who's like 17, 18. Oh, she was like 19 or something, wasn't she? Yeah, she's like, 19 in this one. Yeah, and you, you think that just comes with like still that kind of early adulthood kind of thing, you know? Could be. Could, what made Ellie so like unique in the first game was that she was pretty much one of the only child characters in the right. whole game with this very serious adult world and now you have ellie in this adult world too and you kind of get to see what what like these teenagers get to grow up in in this new world it's kind of very depressing she had a I think, even more so, I think even more so it's depressing because like you know in a sense like we kind of watched her grow up to that first game you know yeah um and it's like damn so it's so we it's it's a character that you know we actually have gave a shit about for a long time now yeah 
And even Joel to a degree, because like in the first game, like I know a lot of people consider him like a villain or whatever it is. I, I mean, I consider him more like an anti-hero. I consider like, him a hero. I, 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 well, I mean, yeah, I, I think he gets there. But I think that like he to me was just like a like a broken human being you know like mm. you sympathize with him and you empathize with him because if if you lost your daughter like that it would be bad you know like you would understand how he felt mm-hmm. and i think that what he does in the hospital to me was just like you know if they threaten to kill somebody i love for a vaccine that may or may not work to be I honest can't, i couldn't say i wouldn't make the same decision yeah i i probably would do the same thing that he did i mean if it was somebody that i really really loved like how he loved ellie yeah yeah it's um that's that's that because again i think it's because you had you know so few characters in that first one so everybody got plenty of time to develop um because i just think that also fit the tone of the original game it wasn't about you know this community yet there's something to be said too for like well-defined characters like you know who joel is from the opening of the Mm -hmm. first game and you know who ellie is because the first time you see her she's just like fuck you you know and just like going all nuts and stuff and she's she's a spirited person Mm -hmm. and you know and she just doesn't give a flying i think that having having lost that a little bit in this new cast of characters i feel like they're not as well-defined I feel like Jesse in particular, like Dina has at least one character moment in there that's pretty cool. Dina has a lot of character moments where I can't talk about it, but there's just like thinking about the game after finishing it, it moved me. It was, yeah, it, it shook me. Just everything that that transpires and of all people, Dina was the one that shocked me the most with how much I really cared about her. I think the biggest thing I could just say is that regardless of everything, yeah, the characters might be a little bit one note, but the one thing that stays the same is that the story is still really, really good. Just, I, I think it's just me personally, but what I love about Neil Druckmann when it comes to this kind of stuff is that he's able to take the familiar and still be able to twist it in a way where even if you see it coming it still elicits such strong emotions from you you know the the last of us part one is a pretty simple uh uh, zombie story Mm -hmm. but getting to the humanity behind the characters was just so endearing no matter what and uncharted 4 i judged them like the bar raised for naughty dog not with last of us 2 but uncharted 4 he's like all right Last of Us, good game. Go from Uncharted 3 to Last of Us, hell yeah, 10 out of 10. What are you going to do with Uncharted 4? They took an Indiana Jones kind of story and grounded it ever so slightly to make you care about everybody. Again, you more or less know where it's going to go. It's basically the Goonies, but with Indiana Jones. But, you know, <laughs> it, it's such a heartwarming story. You love the characters, and it's able to still twist just enough that you're still able to feel such strong emotional bonds like with Nathan and Sam and just those flashbacks and his relationship with Elena. And then you get to Last of Us Part 2, which on the surface is basically kill Bill with zombies. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, the more 
as it as it goes on, the more you play it, the more you start to just feel the connections you're losing. Mm-hmm. And how it leaves you at the very end is just so fuck. I can't devastating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm also just becoming really soft. As sorry, I'm Tony. <laughs> it's okay. I'm really sorry. We're dancing around so much. I'm yeah. so sorry. I'm There's get- so much about it that like that you haven't seen yet that is gonna just be like I'm. I'm gonna get this one finished like as soon as possible. I'm not gonna let it fall like kind of like Final Fantasy did. I've I've got to get this one finished for sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll be able to discuss it in depth. We'll do a spoiler cast, yeah. Um, I think that, I think for Ellie, for me, Ellie is still a favorite of mine. Like, I have not, oh, I, yeah. I have not given up on her, and I will never call her a monster. I, I can't do it. I've seen people do it. I've seen, like, reviewers say she is unlikable, and she's just horrible for what she's doing. And I'm like, I, I can't do that to her because of the time that I've spent with this character and also because of what she goes through and it's like you know again it's kind of like it's mirroring Joel's journey in the first game too where where you know it, they becoming the the villain of the story so to speak but I don't see it that way I see it as they're just com- complex human beings who are very flawed people and um and it's like this game you know to me it's not preachy to me it's not like it's just showing you the cost of it for these characters, the cost of what they're doing. And Joel had a cost associated with what he did, and Ellie has a cost associated with what she does. And I think that for me, Ellie is just still, uh, you know, she's still sympathetic to me. Like, I can't give up. I can't give up on her. Yeah. I think of all the criticisms that I've heard from people on, on Twitter and YouTube, aside from the sexist ones and aside from the... Oh, I read the leaks, so, you know, screw Neil Druckmann and everything. Even though it's not even accurate. I I look at all these, and one thing that I saw a lot of people say was that the character motivations didn't fit. Like, these characters were not consistent. I've seen that a lot. Really? I've seen that a lot. I I haven't noticed it myself, but I have seen that a lot. Like, the shit they do is out of character. No. I just think, have you played the first game? Have you Do seen you... the world they're in? <laughs> yeah. Do right. You... They don't have a functioning justice system. They don't have, like, you live, you know, you, you, it's basically survival at the means of anything. And, like, that leads characters to do pretty, you know, screwed up things. Yeah. If there's one character that I feel like they kind of screwed over mm-hmm. is Tommy. Hmm. I will say, because I'm not going to spoil anything, but he does like a 360. No, I wouldn't say that. Well, yeah, he does. He does. He he kind of, um, yeah, I don't want to say too much. But, but, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think there are reasons. I think there are reasons. I think there's a reasoning behind it. There's beautiful reasonings behind it. And it was one of the things that shook me. Just I got really emotional with last night. But no, just looking at everything, especially going off of the beginning of the game, you put yourself in Ellie's shoes. And on top of that, I see people saying, oh, well, I can't agree with the character because she's making stupid decisions. She's going after this person. It's like, well, 
you're upset that Abby killed Joel, but you're also upset that Ellie is going to such lengths to try to kill Abby. Oh, wait, we just said it. (laughs) But at this point, it's spoilers anyway, so who cares? Yeah, we we already said that Abby killed Joel. Yeah, we're already, we're we're in spoiler territory for that part. It's like, you you know, what do you not agree with? What makes you think that isn't in line with Ellie? You know, Ellie is a very emotional person. Yeah. A Mm -hmm. very... She wears her heart on her sleeve. If you didn't get that from Left Behind, if you didn't get that from The Last of Us, which one detail that we appreciated early on was when you first start to play as Ellie and you're getting ready in her room, on the counter, you actually see the little robot toy that she stole for Sam. Yes, mm-hmm. I saw that too. I saw that yeah. too. That was a really nice touch. Yeah. Hey, and have, yeah. have you guys kept up with her journals? Yes. I haven't. I need to. Okay. Oh, you're in for a lot when you when you open up that journal because it it is basically chronicling just Ellie's descent and it is hard to read. It I think is... that um yeah yeah you're right you're right. I think the scene the sequence after Joel gets killed might as well just say it now. <laughs> hmm. The sequence after Joel gets killed and you go to his house you go to the grave and you go to his oh, house. Yeah. Oh man, I know you guys were talking about the watch. And I was like, for me, it was the scene where she finds his his leather jacket and she just mm-hmm. buries her head, her face in it. Yeah, that because that. she just wants to like, you know. I thought for a minute she was gonna take it and start wearing it or something. That's what I thought too. Yeah. 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 Could you Such... play the guitar in that in that room? I don't. I tried to. I don't think you can. I don't think so. No, because the guitar's not finished. He was like making the guitar. Hmm. He I just he he wanted to be like he wanted to live like a peaceful life. That was the thing that I got from it. I got that he had changed, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. That that was yeah. one thing that, uh, that my that Crystal's dad pointed out because he was watching us while we were playing it, and he said that you know in the first game Joel was like just the epitome of a man, you know, just like he's rough, he's rough, he's badass, and in this one he was so frail, just so vulnerable, and that just. That made, that's what made it even harder, just getting to see Joel again and just seeing the weight of everything that he did to Ellie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, just yeah. that opening scene. Which oh, I, man. I, I think if I remember correctly, I actually read an article that I think that opening scene was actually originally an alternate ending for the first game. It You're was talking about the opening the, scene where he tells Tommy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was originally meant to be the original ending for the first game where he does tell Tommy what's going on. And, you know, they go back and they talk to Ellie and, you know, Ellie's clearly, like, kind of shook and trying to be distant. And then Joel sings to her. And that, to me, was already really surreal to see because I think that happened, that that was only performed one other time during the... um, the, the the last of us live it was a secret thing that they they didn't let anybody record oh the the one special thing that they said they were going to do after the show right yeah but i don't know if that's true if it was pretty much this but getting to see that fully realized just the idea of it fully realized i was not ready for troy baker and i was not ready for just tommy's reactions mhm yeah tommy was like at first, he didn't know what to make of it, and then he was like, "I kind of get it, you know." 
And he's like, I'll take it. I'll take it to my grave if I have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was there when he lost, when Joel lost Sarah. So I, I oh, feel yeah. like if anybody would have understood, it would have been Tommy. You know, like For he would have. Sure. And the way that they do that in the first game is so masterfully done because it's Ellie getting out of the most traumatic experience up to that point that she's ever had, which is the guy who tries to eat her. Mm-hmm. I mean, which, by the way, props to, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, Nolan. Yeah, props to Nolan North for that role because, man, he just, he really pulled that off. I was like, that that dude is one creepy guy. Like, I don't know how Nolan North can do that and do the voice of Deadpool and do the voice of Nathan Drake. He did. He did voice Deadpool a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, and then voice the ghost in Destiny 2. I mean, <laughs> you know, we always have this idea of him as such an happy-go-lucky guy, and then he just voices David, and it's like the worst character. Which, go ahead. I was going to say, like, one of, the, one of my favorite things from, you know, that point in Last of Us Part 1 Mm-hmm. is just the score yeah the score, the scene where she's killing him is i think a master class in yeah music writing just how when she when joel for uh, like yeah gets him off of uh, gets her off of him and uh she's like get the fuck off of me mm-hmm. God, i'm getting a little choked up here but like the, the music is all broken and yeah it's evocative of her state of mind yeah, and then it just falls into place of the of the main theme. It's just beautiful. I think yeah. the, mu- the music across both games is uh, both amazing. Games. Oh man, and even like even I've only seen you know Ellie sing the one song, and even that was that was really cool. That real slowed down acoustic version of uh, "Take Me On." Yeah, that Take was on me. yeah, that was that great. was awesome, and. Uh, it's just the again the music throughout the whole the whole franchise thus far has been amazing from the score watch, to the things that they're singing. Watch through the entire credits. Oh, yes. Did you do that, Josh? We did. Yeah, we because did. yeah. We did, and I cried. Me too. That got me. That got me. There's a, there's a song it. at the end that got me. I wasn't feeling it, but yeah, then- I was kind of like left in this this limbo state of like, I'm not sure how I feel about this. And then the, the song comes on and, See, it wasn't and even the that ending thing. of the song comes on. Yes. yes. That's what yes. gets you. That's what gets you. Which I'm, I'm jealous that you guys got to experience the take on me scene because I explored Seattle up and down looking for anything that I could get into. And I thought I found everything. And you guys are like, you guys are talking about her singing to Dina singing the song and I'm like wait where do you do that the music store mm-hmm. top floor of the music store yeah there was the top floor <laughs> yeah yeah I, I almost missed it too yeah we missed it oh yeah go youtube the scene though it's you can I'm sure you can find it it's it was it's really cool yeah are there other songs that she sings that i just don't know about because that's like, what i, was I know wondering. a lot of people talk about you know just the different kind of songs that you can do but and at the very end of the, in during the end credits, there's like a lot of songs listed on there. But hmm. you know, like the first bit of the the song before she plays "Take on Me" and she plays that that little bit at the beginning mm. before Dina walks in on her. Is that the song that Joel was singing to her? I believe it was. Yeah, 
I'm ready to just get off here and play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we're gonna end soon anyway, but like um because we have to we have to save it for the spoiler talk, but it's it's so good. And um I would say that for me there's certain things about it that I didn't like as much as the first game, so I would knock the score down a little bit for myself personally speaking. But Overall, it's uh, it's still a game worth playing, and people should not listen to to people who say it's all about agendas and stuff because it's really not. Which, by it's... the way, if you're hating on this game because you you know it happens to have a, a lesbian love story or any of that stuff, you can just fuck right off. Yeah, pretty much. Or because Abby has muscles. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I've heard that. So? Just, um, she's trans because she has muscles. Oh my god! That's see, that's that's something that I had heard like as a as a fake leak that yeah. she was. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is that that stupid. And I saw so many, you know, joke covers of like so insulting, showing Abby in the cover, and it says it's Ma'am Part Two. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, that that's Fuck just off. messed up. I mean, just like look at the world that they're in. Yeah. Okay, it's not going to be uncommon that the, a girl's going to be a little beefy. Yeah. God. It's not like Ellie's a weakling either. Ellie's pretty nope. strong, man. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie's like, like all like, okay, okay, Jesse, climb over this barricade, and she just like lifts him up, and I was just like, holy crap, <laughs> Ellie, <laughs> dude. Right. Like, you go. <laughs> and then there's another character that people were like a little upset at just because they're trans. Oh yeah, we can't talk about that character yet because Tony hasn't no. hasn't come yeah, across no. them yet. When we when we get to the spoiler cast, I've got some fun facts to share. But <laughs> fun facts in The Last of Us. Who knew? But <laughs> I will say this though, like like Neil Druckmann has said that this game is not fun, and I can understand where he's coming from with that. Like it leaves you, you know, like a lot of the time when I was playing it, I was kind of emotionally exhausted. But I think that there are fun moments, though. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. I think that I think that the combat's actually pretty fun. It is. If you do like a perfect run throughout, you know, if you get like all these dudes in one encounter and and you haven't been spotted by anybody, I think that that's. I felt pretty accomplished when I did oh, that. Yeah. I was like, I was like, hey, cool, got these guys. But it's like it's like making a Schindler's List game. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't call that game fun. No. 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 The one guy who compared it to Schindler's List. Oh my God, that was such <laughs> trash, dude. That, that was, I'm, I hated that he got so much shit for that. Wait, what? Well, I mean, he there was a guy who actually did compare it to Schindler's List. He said this was like the Schindler's List of gaming or something. And I, I don't know that that's completely apt as a comparison. But I mean, you know, you get the point of what he's trying to say, which is that it's a serious tone and it's, you know, it's a game that's that's made to, to to be thought-provoking and make you think about the actions of the characters in it and stuff so yeah. people were just going off the rails and like twisting what the dude said and like uh they were trying to make it seem like he was comparing the holocaust to a video game and stuff like that like people were, like, people were just people were just way overreacting on it yeah yeah like i immediately got what the dude meant yeah yeah, yeah. but like you know there's always going to be there's always going to be that uh yeah, that whole group that has to people will stir the shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
I'll end my my thoughts on Last of Us Two for now by saying this was on par with the first game for me in a different way. Mm. The first game is so much more tight, more compact, timeless, I think, story-wise. Mm-hmm. But this one takes everything to such unique and just emotionally devastating places that just, by the end, you want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And like I said, with any game that can elicit such strong emotions, any medium any piece of media that can elicit such strong emotions, whether it's a video game or a comic or a movie or a show or anything, even a song, mm-hmm. I think that is something magical. And The Last mm-hmm. of Us 2 is probably, unless Ghost of Tsushima like, edges it out, it is probably the swan song of this console generation. It is yeah, absolutely a masterclass of gaming. More like a death rattle. <laughs> I like the little touches when Ellie just sneaks up on a guy too and and like the guy's like okay just relax just stay calm and she's like shut up and she just like mm-hmm. him. I just yeah. she's like yeah shut up, just shut up. yeah yeah <laughs> she's pretty off. Ashley Johnson man she like she oh, she yeah. brought it she brought it in this game I just loved her loved her performance in a way I was proud of Ellie like she's a badass <laughs> like in a way I was proud of her. So it's a two out of ten though. Yeah. No, I, I for my review for the for part one, I'd give it a ten out of ten. Hands down. But for part two, I'd have to give it like a seven and a half to an eight out of ten. Same. It's just the story's not as perfectly sound as the first one, but it's still fantastic. Yeah, it still made me feel things that I didn't want to feel, and you know I got to give it props for that. Okay, we better stop because poor Tony is like gonna be like, I'm just over here looking at Twitter, kind of trying not to pay attention at this point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but um, anyway, guys, so like, yeah, so we covered a lot of ground tonight. I think that um, I think the PS5 stuff, the EA stuff, also Last of Us Two, you know, some of the industry news at the top. I mean. There's so much going on in games right now because this is kind of like, this is kind of our almost E3 mm-hmm. month. Like exactly, with all the streams that have been going on, like the Future Game Show and the New Games Plus Expo, and like IGN's doing their thing, Gamespot's doing their thing, yeah, we'll World have Collective a, PC Show, more Xbox next month, more Xbox, the 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 Night City um, mm-hmm. stuff That's tomorrow, tomorrow, the Avengers thing today. Yeah. So like, you know, even Halo dropped a little nugget today. Halo had a little trailer too, which which is interesting. A little little nugget. Uh Well, I think that's about it, guys. Unless you have final thoughts. No, no, I'm just I'm ready. I'm ready to bug snacks will be game of the year. Game of the year. Bug snacks. Crash Bandicoot. Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two. And. Animal Crossing. Those are going to be the Game of the Year nominations. Oh, man. <laughs> they just might be. He's like, I'm going to kill myself if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> I got high hopes for Ghost of Tsushima, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, my final thought is it's been a pretty good year for releases of, of games and, and game releases because, you know, we've had Doom Eternal, we've had Animal Crossing, which is, you know, which is one of the best-selling games. We've had Final Fantasy VII Remake. I would say Resident Evil 3 for me was a lot of fun. 
I, you know, I know that a lot of people that. hate that game for whatever reason, but I, for me, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I gotta um, finish it. It was, you know, I don't mind games being that short, like being a six, seven hour experience. I was like, you know, it's cool. Um, and, uh, you know, and now we've had Last of Us 2. We had Final Fantasy VII Remake last month. We have Last of Us 2 now. And or a couple months ago. And Bottom rehydrated yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, I might not play that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you review that for the website, Josh. Anyway, guys, okay. Okay, so where can we find you? Uh, Tony, let's start with you. Where can we find you? All right, you can find me at Twan Center, T-W-A-N-S-I-N-N-E-R on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Xbox Live, PS4, all that same thing. All right. And Crystal? Well, you can find me at uh, simply underscore ragu816 on Twitter and uh, TikTok. And uh, you can find me under my name, Crystal Gillum, on Facebook and on the Renegade Pop Culture Facebook group. That's about it for me. Um, you can find me at uh, JSH Lozano on Twitter, where I just voice my opinions on pop singers and celebrities alike. Um, you can find me on YouTube at JoshBoy64, where I just dropped one of my favorite videos on one of my favorite films from Spielberg, not my absolute favorite, Ready Player One. And nice. mm-hmm. I say positive things about Ernest Klein for once. So, um, you can find me at Facebook in the Renegade Pop Culture group as uh, Joshua Lozano. Find me with a presentable headshot and yeah. <laughs> Alright guys, and you can find me on Twitter at Kiona Tang and you can find me on Facebook at the same name and also at the Renegade Pop Culture Facebook page and Twitter account which are both um, at Ren Pop Culture, so you can find it there. And um, also, the website has seen some incredible growth lately, so I'm I'm very happy with that. Um, and congratulations, guys! And uh, want to say thank you to my co-host tonight. And you know, just stay safe out there, take care of yourselves, and be be kind to each other, and be kind to yourself as well, which is something I've had to learn over the past couple weeks as well. So, um, all right, guys, we will see you on the next show, which will probably be another episode of Tuned Up, I believe, this weekend. And um, and then we'll try to do a Last of Us 2 spoiler chat as quickly as we can, spoiler discussion. All right, guys, peace out. Peace. Later. Later.